Greetings, Nerdosphere. Guess who? That's right. It's me, Bimbo Jimbo. And I sure hope you all have been enjoying the relaunch of the Best Damn Nerd Show. I know I have. And on today's episode, we practice the most ancient of the nerd martial arts. Rage-filled debate. This episode was an over-the-top amount of fun as final boss Chris Seglia and I defend the merits of the Super Nintendo against John Craig and Mark Truex, who are championing the Sega Genesis. We debate, but you decide the winner. But I mean, come on. Super Nintendo definitely wins. Be sure to follow, subscribe, rate, and review. All right, that's enough out of me, nerds. On with the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And welcome to your weekly interval. This is the Best Damn Nerd Show on the Tenno Media Network, the worldwide leader in all <laughs> streaming entertainment. I'm your I th- host. I thought Mike you were Funk. told not to not to say that again. No, I, I, I changed it up a little bit. They are the worldwide <laughs> leader, and I stress leader and worldwide. I stress it all in streaming entertainment. I am your host, the microphone alchemist, Bimbo Jimbo. With me tonight, Hall of Fame cyber athlete, Jonathan Craig. You're, you're stressing Segley out by saying that, too. That's all right. We'll get to him in a minute. CSO, Chief Science Officer of Star Labs, Mark Truex. Nintendo. More like Nintendon't. Uh, nothing like a good late 80s, early 90s dig from an inferior console and final boss, Chris Seglia. You know that John's streams too, right? <laughs> yeah, but we're the leader. You know? We're, this is this is the place. You you came to the right place here on the Tenno Media Network, the home of the best damn nerd show. Oh, God. That's, that's what we're doing here. So welcome back, everybody. Jesus Christ. He's having regrets. <laughs> I am, <laughs> I am thrilled alcohol. to be here with, with all my best mates and my boss, who, you know, has this weird sort of crossover <laughs> effect there. But uh, welcome back to the Tenno Media Network and the best damn nerd show. Uh, We are going to be talking in our main event segment tonight about the Super Nintendo versus uh, the 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 superior console, the Sega Genesis. Sega. But before, yeah, and again, you know, maybe their their perk is their memorable yet annoying, you know, marketing campaign. But before we get into that, I want I want to catch up with y'all and Mark. You in particular have a pretty uh, important bit of news that, dare I say, might be more important than the show we're going to do tonight, but I'm not willing to commit to that. Yeah, uh, I'm about to venture on a new quest. Uh, We're growing our guild here at the Truex (laughs) household, so uh, got a new new baby due this December, uh, adding an extra one. So, yeah, thank you. So, yeah, uh, my wife is pregnant. No, I'm excited (laughs) and nervous for you. Having, Congratulations, having, having man! One, I, I don't, I don't. It's hard for me to comprehend how you would have two. Yeah, you know, because one is already so overwhelming, right? Just like <laughs> your son's what two? Uh, eighteen months. Eighteen months. So give it another. Davis just hearing about like, this. Yeah, for the I first forgot time. what that was like. Let's do it again. <laughs> Oh man, it's, it's hard fleeting. to imagine forgetting what that was like. But well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I do have to say, uh, Marcella, Mark's lovely. Uh, daughter is just an absolute delight and a joy to be around. And it's, uh, you know, you're doing such a great job, you you and Joe, raising her. So I have no doubt that, you know, you'll you'll do an equally great job with number two. But it, it is crazy as she's getting older that she understands stuff. Like yeah. being down there at last year's Comic-Con 
and showing her those like DC picture books and she'd be like Superman and then start running around the house pretending she's flying like the fact that she's already formulating that like scared the crap out of me. Yep, she's starting Just, to know all the secret identities like Diana Prince and Oliver Queen. It's uh, really good. You started her on DC characters, not Marvel yeah. characters. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not an animal. I'm not going to give her an SNES. She's going to get the good stuff in life. All right? This is going to be Mark's, easier than I thought. Mark's <laughs> subtitle, subheading, you know, really the, the read between the lines of what Chief, Chief Science Officer of Star Labs is, is DC lapdog, Mark Truex. So that's that's really? what he's always been. Yeah, You're so the guy? I'll lap up guy. everything that's great. He's the one. He's the if one. It's good. But Zack it, Snyder? Yeah, Zack Snyder's great. Got Sucker Punch, dude. Just <laughs> Sucker mm, Punch was crap. We'll, right we'll in get into that another awesome. night. But congratulations, Mark. That is that is really awesome that you're you're growing your family, well, and I'm you. looking forward to two future co-hosts to replace you with, uh, both here on the show and on the website. So that will be great. <laughs> uh, but you also you also did a little bit of comic book reading, did you not? I did. Uh, this past week, I actually finished up the Boys series by Garth Ennis, uh, which of course was turned into an Amazon Prime original series last year. Fantastic show! Uh, so since then, just read through the entirety of it, all six uh, omnibus volumes, and my god, dude, this is an amazing, amazing comic book. What's great is about the show is if you like the show. Many of the same kind of beats and, and things that are happening in it are, of course, in the comic, but just done in such a completely different way that, that you can enjoy both simultaneously. Um, I'm not nerding out like in anger that it's so changed or different. It, it's just crazy how they're approaching these different storylines, but the heart of it's still there. The, the vulgarity of it's still there. The intrigue of the character development's still there. All the There's actually a lot more character development going into, I feel like, with some of the, the characters in the TV series as well. Um, if you like that show in the slightest, dude, the book was so good. I, I can't I, wait I to understand, talk about it here. I understand Starlight's initiation process was even more intense in the comic than it was in the yeah, show. Which it, yeah, it was like uh, 300% more intense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to reading it and and discussing the the boys uh, more so on the best damn nerd show yet again as we roll along here. But uh, Seglia, you you earned a particular distinction as well this week. So I've been on a lot of phone calls in the last week. If you don't know, uh, we're recording this in June, and uh, in July Evo is uh, is happening five weekends straight. So that means there's a lot of phone calls happening. That's insane, that means- dude. That's insane. By the way, what an undertaking for you guys. That means there's a lot of translation going on for my phone calls. And that means I have a lot of free time during these phone calls, too. So I got platinum in TFT in League of Legends during the, you know, during the translation. I basically say yes, three times in in an hour long call. Um, But basically, uh, there's about 10 minutes worth of translation. I'm usually either playing Civilization or I'm playing TFT. And uh, Civilization, I was getting a little too mad about it. So I was playing TFT, <laughs> uh, and I was just kind of forcing a comp. For those of you who don't know what TFT is, uh, if you've played League of Legends before, it's basically an auto-battler for or auto-chess for, for League of Legends. Uh, Dota was doing it for a while, and then uh, everybody stopped playing it, and uh, everybody's now playing the League of Legends version, the, the good version of it. And... Uh, it's a horrible, horrible game. Don't play it. It's trash. It's boring. It's whatever. But I got platinum in it, so therefore uh, everybody uh, suck it. it I'm good, very good. Great, at it. great, but, great work. 
Carter, aka Hanzo Gonzo, who's uh, an iron nerd and a part of a couple other shows here on the Tenno Media Network, is a grandmaster, which means Jesus. he's a top 100 in the world. Good lord! Fuck him! All right. <laughs> well, you have to. You got to take him down. You got to. You got to surpass him. Is there a level past grandmaster? No, there's not. Damn. It's insane. Uh, the problem with that is, is that. There is no skill in this game. I've just been playing it a lot. So I've been getting, that's how I got platinum. I went from silver to gold to platinum by just doing the exact same thing and just, you know, shoving my head through a wall and it's been working. And Carter says he's do, he does the exact same thing too. So, it's, Well, as long it, as you have fun. With auto battlers, it feels like there's there's like three different skill levels. There's the skill level where you know you know nothing, so you're just kind of buying at random. Then there's yeah. the skill level where you've mastered like one or two builds and you just force it That's every me. single game. And then there's the skill level where you maybe know like four builds and you can like oh. transition mid game if if you no. see like things heading in a certain direction it's all rng it doesn't matter if you <laughs> if you can transition that's great that just means you made a horrible decision in, at the first part it means <laughs> yeah. you were you were uh you were it, to make a craps reference you were you're on four and six instead of uh six and eight the entire yeah. time so that's great um craps is a gambling game and for those of you who don't know i gamble so uh i enjoy gambling you're gambling on james for this whole the whole concept of this show i actually hope it, i hope it works out <laughs> james, hey, who, who would have thought i built uh you know whatever the hell is if this is even successful uh success and then everything is going to be reliant on james and then davis keeping his mouth shut half the time <laughs> Well, one of those is the pass line, and one of those is the do not pass line. So you kind of you kind of betting against yourself there. But uh, I mean, congrats uh, on getting platinum. And really, I mean, when you're talking about Evo, I mean, did I not say Stop the worldwide right leader? Now. Stop the worldwide leader, John. What did you get up to? The, the worldwide. Leader. What did you get up to this week? John? <laughs> My week has been a lot less eventful. I've I've sent, I've I've done a couple uh, missions on Red Dead Two story mode, James. You'll be happy to hear that. I am very happy to hear that. Uh, I yeah. love getting your updates about uh, Arthur's, you know, lo forlorn love, Mary. Well, yeah, it's it's heartbreaking, and uh, you know, there was definitely a moment where I wanted to shoot her brother, who who you know had become a, a religious extremist. But I, I ended up Cole. saving him, and I'm hoping that that plays out plays out in the long run, you know, favorably. But we'll see. Yeah, it's, I mean, how do you feel about the story mode of the game? Like, first of all, I, I'm like, I'm very proud that you're even playing the story mode of, it's a of grind. any game. It's a grind. It's not a grind. It's great fun. No, it's, it's been fun. It's uh, I'm, I'm just trying to focus on like, you know, I'm like, I'll walk down a road or I'll ride down a road and like someone will be like, Hey, psst, Hey, come over here. Let's talk. And I just like put my head down and ride past everybody. Cause I'm no, like, it's, it's going to be so hard. It's going to take so much time. It'd be so hard to even finish the story mode. If I only do the story missions, but let alone like me branching off and doing all the other parts of the game like there's no way dude i'll never finish the game have you at least cataloged <laughs> your herbs and spurs like i will i will return to those kinds of things when i finish the story mode but i cannot do it while i'm trying to finish the story when was the last time you played a single player game because you know you're a what the hell is your name is cyber athlete, cyber athlete. I, so um, i what i do is i end up playing them often and then and then i'll get like a third the way through and just quit forever and never go back i did it with skyrim i did it with the witcher um yeah i mean the only the only single player game that i really stuck to i did it with borderlands 3 recently the only single single player game i stuck to was risk of rain uh be, but that's not really the same it's not a story game it's just like no. a roguelike shooter 
yeah, which is just mindless fun. Um, yeah. I, yeah. As a competitive gamer, what I call myself, uh, <laughs> which is not a good competitive gamer. I'm just a competitive gamer now, uh, is that, uh, I cannot play single player games anymore. I know I it's can't. tough. It's really every tough. year I buy myself a, a single player game to play. And I'm like, you know what? After Evo, I'm going to do nothing for two weeks except play this game. I fire it up after it downloads for like an hour and a half, even after I, d I buy the fucking disc. I, I turn it on, I watch the opening cutscene, and I go, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like, why am I doing this right now? And I just turn it off. I'm like, well, there goes another $60. And I just yeah. start playing League of Legends again or Civ or uh, now Valorant. I, I really, really struggle with games that are too cutscene heavy. Like I, I prefer ones where the story is more is kind of happening like while you're while you're doing stuff in the game. Uh and Red Dead is pretty good about that, although there are definitely are moments where it's cutscene heavy. Like a lot of the dialogue and story comes out as you're on your way to something, which helps yeah. like move things along but yeah and it's dynamic too if, if you haven't noticed yet you can you'll have like the same set of dialogue but they must have had to record it a million times because they can say the same lines in mission if you're far away on your horse they'll shout it at you <laughs> it's it's yeah. wild yeah. uh such such a great game I'm, I'm so excited that you are uh that you're experiencing the story mode uh when i last spoke with uh, Imperial Commissar Jeff Budd and uh, quote Loremaster Tim Childs, uh, they they said that you had a problem riding your horse in the the multiplayer version, <laughs> and that you were riding into you rode into Tim's parked horse, killing both Jeffs. Oh, was it was it Jeffs? I had three accidents that night. I I ran into Jeffs' horse, and then it caused a. a full-scale melee with the local law enforcement um i rode my horse off of a cliff which which cost us one of our two lives on one of the missions we, that we did um and then when we were first getting set up i don't even know if the guys noticed this but i i like was riding down the road at full speed and crashed into a cart and killed a guy and then i had to ride off because the police showed up and were like investigating the murder so yeah my I, i'm better on foot uh but you know, sometimes you just got to ride somewhere. Sometimes sometimes you're going somewhere far away. You just have to get on the horse. And God only knows what happens when I when I do that. Do you guys role play? No, we don't role play. Can you hop yeah. on the back of Jeff's horse and he takes you with him? I I actually was doing that for a while. <laughs> for, actually, I blame Davis for this, though, because we I was like riding on the path. I was being safe. I was being courteous. And then Davis is like, why are you guys riding on the path? Just cut straight through the forest to the whatever and then i cut through the forest and went off of a cliff and died so i'm like dude i like i'm not a good horse rider in the game like i need i need to follow the path the straight and narrow you know what i mean it might take oh me a little God. longer but I'll so get this there. makes me feel fantastic uh <laughs> just just hearing your, your struggles with that just makes me feel great look where it counts where it counts i have the skill like if you if, if they Story showed mode. if no, if they showed you like if they showed you just like the quantity of like kills and headshots at the end of a mission, I would definitely be at the top of the leaderboard. But they don't do that in this game. So John you know. looking for DPS charts in Red yeah. Dead Redemption too. Yeah, exactly. Are there even crosshairs in that game? <laughs> there, there is, but the auto aim is like so strong that you basically just the tap auto aim is ridiculous you across the map. Oh my gosh! Well, I, I look for, I look forward to you continuing on in the real game, which is story mode and continuing to kill other people's horses. Uh, in online, but we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to start getting into Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. More on the other side on the Best Damn Nerd Show coming up.
Hey everyone, it's me, Hanzo Gonzo. Want to let you know a couple of ways you can help me avenge my sensei, who was thrown off a cliff by badgers. Check out our Patreon for exclusive content, including early access to podcasts, and in addition, you can check out our web store with a bunch of gear you can purchase. You can find both on our website, www.10-o.gg. Remember, your support means I can get revenge on Bad Gear, the Dire Badger, and my sensei can finally know peace. Remember, www.10-o.gg to support. Thanks. Hey, hey nerd. Loremaster Tim here, and I've come with a rather indecent proposal. We want you to join in the conversation. If you aren't already a member of our Discord, what are you even doing? You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TheBDNS. And if you're crazy, odds are we'll talk about it on the show, so get kooky and above all, Let's get nerdy. And welcome back to the Best Damn Nerd Show on the Tenno Media Network. I'm your host, Microphone Alchemist Bimbo Jimbo. With me tonight, John Craig, Mark Trex, Chris Seglia. And we are talking Super Nintendo versus Sega Genesis. We're going to start getting into it right now. But, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to dip our toe in and just sort of how did we, how did we get here? What did you grow up playing on? And just, you know, ver, you know just sort of... Both consoles, which, you know, right off the top here, are near and dear to many people's hearts. You know, some would say Super Nintendo near and dear to many more, given the number of units they sold. But we'll get into that later on. Uh, so, Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo, uh, how did you first get into it? When did you get into it? Were you playing at friends' houses? John, we'll start with you. Yeah, so, I mean, my, my pathway in is pretty simple. Um I I started I found I discovered my dad's like Atari in the in the closet one day and and for some reason I guess he didn't realize that like his four year old son or however old I was would like to play Atari so once I found it and saw like all the cartoons on the covers he plugged it in and I got hooked and so he went out and got me a Genesis and that was really the first console that like I owned um, and then you know I think. I, I don't think I ever owned more than like two or three games for it, but we were just a blockbuster family. So like every, uh, mm. you know, every Thursday or Friday we'd go to blockbuster and get some stuff for the weekend. So I played, I played probably, you know, every title that was available at blockbuster during that time. Um, I was more of a Hollywood same... video guy myself. Ugh, be <laughs> quiet. <laughs> I mean, I know Mark. I, Mark, I don't it's mean disgusting. to besmirch your old vocation, but I liked Hollywood video. I, I worked at Blockbuster for five years. It was a uh, it was a magical time. I worked at Hollywood <laughs> Video in college, actually, for like there a year. You go. <laughs> so we're, That's we're right. Natural born <laughs> rivals. Um, but but you know, also like my my cousin and one of our neighbors had Super Nintendo, and um, you know, my cousin one weekend we were we would like split weekends. Like I would go to his house one weekend and do a sleepover. He'd come to mine, and uh, like I said, he was a Super Nintendo kid. And one time we went to like the Active Video, which was like a blockbuster knockoff. Um, to rent some games and the whole time on the way there he was telling me like oh my god I gotta poop I gotta poop and he couldn't <laughs> hold it anymore and so he shit himself in the active video and we finished the rental so we, oh so we went home god. we went home he had some he had, he you had guys duty. go to round table lunch buffet beforehand or what was the deal Dude, he had he had duty in his pants the whole ride home you know got home <sighs> showered and changed but from that point on like I just I think I just realized like people that play Super Nintendo also shit their pants <laughs> and, and i just don't want to be associated with that so i could i could <laughs> never bring myself you. to i could never bring myself okay. to own one 
Okay, so bad parenting and bad association is how John ended up on the Sega. I got it. Seglia, how did how did you uh, sort of approach both these consoles when you were younger? Um, well, first and foremost, uh, I work with Nintendo, and they have Nintendo Ninjas, so I will do nothing to besmirch them ever. Yeah, no, but, we're, he- we're here for you, Nintendo. Uh, I also had a, an Atari uh, growing up, and I but I got it pretty late. I was a pretty sheltered child as a kid, and uh, one day we were walking in my neighborhood and this, these two kids, like teenagers had their Atari plus all their games. They had like 20 games out and they're like for sale because we need to buy a super Nintendo. Oh wow! And I didn't have anything like that as a kid growing up. And, but my, my dad walked by and he's a pretty, he's actually a very good Pac-Man player. Even now he was like, Oh shit, they have Pac-Man. Let's go. Let's buy that for Chris, <laughs> right? For Chris. Yeah. Uh, we set it up and uh, I had a pretty natural ability with, with Pac-Man and my dad was like, damn, that's pretty good. So we played the Atari with those 20 games for three or four years, probably even during uh, the Super Nintendo coming out. And one day, one Christmas, I got a Super Nintendo and I was stoked, right? This yeah. was, uh, you know, I was probably in preschool or kindergarten or something like that. And I, we hooked it up. I actually knew how to hook it up. Uh, I've read the instruction manuals. I was like six or seven. I hooked it up to my grandparents' TV at the time, plugged it in, and uh, I beat the first four levels of Super Mario World, and I was wow. hooked at that point as like a seven-year-old. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, what is happening? We don't even know what's going on. Super Nintendo is its just too good, man. Like it, it, the, the, the library of games for Super Nintendo is amazing. Like, it's it, staggering it, even today. Like it, I can, I have the Super Nintendo. Well, I have the the actual the original one sitting next to me, but I also have the uh, the remade one. All of those games are good. Yeah, minus Star Fox too. But all of those games are good. Like they're, you know, you got Street Fighter, you got Super Mario World. You can go on and on and on. People will turn that shit on and be like, "Wow, these games were uh, were amazing for back in the day." And and still carries on today with mm-hmm. with quite a, with quite a few of them. The replay value. Uh, Mr. Truex, uh, a, a another Genesis man. Uh, how, how did you uh, enter this fray? So uh, unlike our other two here, I did not have an Atari as my first console. I had an Intellivision, <laughs> which uh, was fantastic on a, I don't know if you've ever played them, <laughs> but they had a little like spin dial doohickey for the directional pad. Mark just had those handheld handheld like uh, and it was like a <laughs> like D9 pad. It was like a touchpad, like a like a phone that you would insert these slips into for corresponding oh, like hit, hit and then you would trade it out oh per God. game for the different, you know, button coordination. So that was my original intro to that. Uh, and so when I was probably like 5 or 6 is when I got the Sega Genesis and it nice. was sexy. rocked your world. It was so sexy. I mean, I didn't have to switch out the cover slips on the controller to know the buttons. It was just labeled right there. Uh, It was black and sleek and curvy. Just Just a low bar. system. (laughs) Mark's affiliation is just that it was better better than essentially playing with the video game equivalent of a kaleidoscope. (laughs) Hey, I mean, Intellivision was cool. You had had Intellivision skiing where you couldn't make it down the hill without dying on a tree. You had a snafu, which is basically like Snake. It was snafu. (laughs) I... I genuinely hope that your arguments get better than this, Mark, because <laughs> I start where, now. where we've started is is, is rough. But I, yeah. I, I'm hoping that you're but, putting that off for the next segment. Yeah. But Sega just blew my mind. Um, 
and I got so many games for it over the year, uh, still have them, and just playing from initially Sonic the Hedgehog, how lightning fast that was, just running through levels. Uh, you know, that was the pre-bundled game that came with the console at the time. Uh, yeah. was amazing, just hours on hours. They had to shoehorn in a memorable character. Memorable. Mem- hey, <laughs> big blockbuster movie just came out in the past few months. Yeah, it only took him like 30 years. It only took him 30 years. John Leguizamo. Sure. Yeah, Bob Hoskins. <laughs> sure. God rest his soul. Right, now. Well, so my introduction, it was not through the Atari. It was We were a Nintendo family from the start. The, the original Nintendo Entertainment System is you know still one of my favorites still think back fondly uh of of my time playing Nintendo whether you know it was the original Legend of Zelda or it was a game that I was even through emulators still will get addicted to it if I if I you know hazard to turn it on which was Pirates which I used to rent every week before we finally bought it from either Hollywood Video or Blockbuster that ga- that game way ahead of its time but that's a topic for another time my dad was obsessed with Bomberman for Nintendo Still Excite to this by. day, Excitebike is it, one of the best games ever made. Any any time I like video games come up with my dad, it's like remember Bomberman. Like my my, my dad was a Bomberman player. Uh, he he should have gone pro, uh, but that was sort of my introduction into into video games was the original Nintendo, and I just remember when the Super Nintendo came out and certain titles coming out for Super Nintendo was the first time in my life that it was like destination programming it was like release dates were important i remember when super star wars come out came out a franchise that we'll talk about later on but you know my brother had it marked it was like this coming out we got to go to the game store to get this kind of deal and you know games weren't cheap then either if you know like they're more now or they were more then than they are now they were like 70 bucks back then or something easy so you know it's, it's funny to sort of reflect back on that and you know uh, but that was my introduction to Nintendo and then moving into Super Nintendo and, uh, you know, played a lot of Street Fighter 2 Turbo uh, on Super Nintendo. And we'll, we'll talk a lot more about that. But I guess uh, before we before we venture off into game catalogs and, you know, the pluses and minuses of each, uh, you know, just I guess your your quintessential favorite game for for each one. Mark, mm-hmm. we'll start with you for the Genesis quintessential uh probably michael jackson's moonwalker baby that was awesome mj and bubbles saving the kids through the power of dance undeniably one of the best games of the era doesn't matter what console it was fantastic this debate's gonna be much easier than i thought yes Are, are you kidding me no that's a phenomenal game without a doubt have you played it does it include the trial that came afterward or is that an expansion or a dlc how dare you (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, you can fight criminals through the power of dance. You take your hat off and you blow them up. <laughs> was, was he amazing. like looking in a mirror? <laughs> yeah, it had all the soundtracks. You had smooth criminal. You're going through like the beat it scenes with street gangsters, thriller. Mm, I'll bet. Zombies. I'll bet there were beat it scenes. Yeah. <laughs> God, it was a fantastic game. It was. What about Super Nintendo? Game. What was your favorite uh, Super Nintendo game? So for me, again, Street Fighter Two Turbo. Although you know they had the Champion Edition, which was you know much less revered on Sega and stuff like that. Super, Street Fighter Two Turbo is definitely one that stood out to me. Link to the Past, though, is probably the one that stands at the very top for me as well. A lover of the original Legend of Zelda and you know the the sequel, and then for Super Nintendo to you know take it up a whole nother level there. 
Uh, I always look like look back very fondly on that. And then uh, F-Zero as well, I have to say, which we'll circle back to. John, how about you for your, your Sega games? I mean, Sonic & Knuckles was was probably like my favorite moment because it could you could you had the replayability of all the all the other games added a new element to it. Um, but I also I got really into this game that that a lot of people may not have heard of called Comics Zone, which is basically <laughs> like a it's like a side scroller, I guess, <laughs> action game where you're like playing in the cells of comics and like the transition from level to level is like page turns and stuff like it, mm-hmm. it was a really cool, creative take on that genre and and very, very fun. Um, but, you know, there's there's lots of. Lots of great titles, which which I'm sure we'll get into, and and you know some of the ones that you mentioned, which were also available for um, Sega Genesis and arguably better. So, uh, yeah, <clears throat> looking forward to it. Seglia, uh, your favorite Super Nintendo game growing up? I uh, I have so many, uh, but gun to my head, uh, I would have to say Super Mario World. As a prerequisite of uh, getting married, uh, I had to I made Annika oh, play yeah. Super Mario World. <laughs> I streamed it. And I had to take it down because she was swearing at me too much. Um, <laughs> she didn't. She never got past World One One ever. And you know, like that's the beginning. She died yeah. from the. I don't know if you guys remember, but there's a Goomba that slides down that to teach you how to jump. She died yeah. to that at least a thousand fucking times. I swear oh to God. My God. And uh, so she never got past it. She actually she got past World One One up to World One Three when then there, when there's water. No more. That, that was it. I still married her. No wonder you Ooh. hired a phony minister to do it like me, though. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, get it now. Jesus-y and stuff, I guess. You have an out. So <laughs> that's, that's great. No, that, you know, for me, I meant, I meant to mention, you know, in terms of, you know, being exposed to the Sega Genesis, though, and <laughs> the fact that I assumed people that played Sega Genesis were poor or white trash. <laughs> That was just that was that was sort of my take on it, which is weird <laughs> because uh, what, where I lived at the time, one of the richest friends that I had, he played Sega Genesis. I was just what a what an what a, what an eccentric rich strangeo to really be. Sl- it was like when Jasmine sneaks out of the palace, I guess, to like hang out in the market. But- All my rich friends had a Genesis too. Yeah. To be fair, I think James grew up in a very strong Protestant upbringing, and he was afraid <laughs> of the vulgarity and adult nature that Sega brought to the table. He it's wanted true. his family entertainment of Nintendo, mm-hmm. so he just thought down upon Sega because it wasn't willing to, uh, you know, pull back its punches. You're 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 not entirely wrong there. That I think Sega did, you know, especially with the the advent of Mortal Kombat and stuff like that, because it had blood. It was yeah. like had some sort of Real edge blood. to it that they it tried to shoehorn in there. But you know, I just like the fact that you know SNES had more colors and you know just better everything else. But uh, in terms of I guess the social aspect of both of these games, do you have any memories that that stand out other than your friend shitting himself, John? Uh, of, play, of playing with one another. That was my cousin, cousin Graham. I love him very I, much. I was trying to let him off the hook. I'm sorry, Graham. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I mean, I have I have great memories of of um, going over to my friend's house and playing Street Fighter on on Super Nintendo and playing um, uh, Mario RPG, which I feel like is one of the best games on Super Nintendo, definitely. Um, and then you know having people so over. good it wasn't even on my list, but thank you. Yeah, yeah. And then I had another friend, uh, this like Mormon kid that lived down the street, that uh, his parents bought him Mortal Kombat, and I guess didn't like understand like what the game was about mm, somehow. I, I, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know how it's possible, but um, they mistake. hid it from him. But every time they were out 
doing something and like his sister was babysitting and basically not paying attention, we would go take the copy of the game, turn on blood mode on Sega and just start uppercutting the shit out of each other for, for hours <laughs> on end. Um, this, this same kid, like growing up, wasn't allowed to like drink soda or anything. And one day we went into his garage and stumbled upon like a, like, like multiple shelving units of Coca-Cola that were hiding oh. out there. So his parents were all hiding all kinds of shit. I don't know what, what they were really up to, but I had a lot it's of fun. terrible I had, Mormons. I had a lot of fun playing Mortal Kombat with this kid. <laughs> that That is funny. The whole, uh, because I had a similar experience in terms of Mortal Kombat, that it was like this taboo thing. But, yeah. you know, we'd go downstairs and, you know, the parents were busy catching up or whatever. And it's like they put in Mortal Kombat and turn, in, turn on blood mode. And it was this sort of cool sort of risque thing that you were doing which yeah. you know it, it, it's a plus in certain well, senses and I, I gotta say like that that moment in time and that game specifically captured something and and ignited this like violence in video games debate which still rages on today in different in different times i think mortal Kombat was probably the first game that really brought that debate to the forefront i think grand theft auto picked up where they left off at a certain point <laughs> yeah. um, and then and then you know games are definitely touching on that now they created the asrb because of mortal Kombat. yeah said boom yeah, yeah and, and, and look like i i love mortal Kombat, and i and i love you know I better love the in franchise. the arcade though i've worked with the i've worked with the team and and i and i like you know i like the game and the franchise i think that they will always be searching for the cultural relevance and the icon status that they reached with those first three games because it, it's impossible to describe like the power and the effect that that had on society specifically like blood like the goriness of that game was just you know just incredible they're chasing that dragon for yeah. sure yeah for sure uh mark what about you playing with friends um it was a big thing that my brother and i would actually play together with uh, having a sibling growing up who's a little older than I, uh, but we would sit down and play Road Rash 2, uh, oh, which was that's amazing. such a great game, dude. Such a fun racing game that you can whack each other with chains and billy clubs. Nunchucks, like, dude. <laughs> you yeah. can nunchuck your opponent <laughs> as you're racing down the road. <laughs> so good. Uh, so that was like just hours of entertainment, falling off your bike, running after it while your sibling's like nagging you or you're nagging them back. Um playing Super Nintendo at my cousin's house or with you, James. Uh, we would play through quite a bit there. Aureal Monsters. Sucks. Yeah, that game, that game was... A, but uh, <laughs> Like, they weren't all winners. <laughs> <laughs> that was but, a good one. Um, anyway, I th- like, a big thing... Clay Fighters? talking about... <laughs> Clay Fighter was cool. I like Clay Fighter. Yeah, Clay Fighter uh, was yeah. dope. But if... Uh, we're talking about the social aspect of it. Like, one of the bigger things was really antisocial for me because I would remember, like, being sick and couldn't go to school, uh-huh. right? Just so I could play like Thunder Force 3 over again. <laughs> or yeah. try to beat uh, Maximum Carnage because I had a rental that was due back in like a couple days. Like, For oh, sure. I'm, yeah, you know, absolutely. I got to sit down and like play this right now and just hammer through it. So, did you ever play Skitch- Skitchin, Mark? It was like, Skitchin? it was kind of like. It was kind of like Road Rash, but it was a rollerblading game where you could like hold on to the back of cars and like beat the hell out of people as they were trying to pass you on their rollerblades. No, that sounds awesome. Which, which, <laughs> by the way, like I think that came out at a time where rollerblading was either at its peak or like already on the <laughs> the downslide. But rollerblading is coming back in full force right now, dude. Like driving around, driving around K Town, there are tons of people on rollerblades. It's 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 I don't like I don't know where it came from. I don't know if like I, Logan Logan Paul has started rollerblading, but it is hot the hot thing right now. 
I didn't I didn't partake the first time. I won't be partaking this time. Uh, Seglia, how about you with uh, sort of the social aspect of these consoles? Uh, I was a big rollerblader back in the day. Just FYI. Really? Roller hockey. Mm. Yeah, the Mighty Ducks. Uh, speaking of hockey, uh, I used to play sports games all the time on Super Nintendo because I was in a big, big sports family. Um, we would play NHL 94 a lot. Yeah. Uh, that was a great was, game. I was always the LA Kings with Luke Robitaille yeah. and Wayne Gretzky. Better on and- Genesis, you had blood. Yeah, but I didn't care about that. I just wanted to win. And yeah, guess what? I did. Blood pool just it, I mean, the best hockey the game was Blades was of awesome. Steel for the Blades of Steel for the original Nintendo. Anyway, Blades of Steel was all right. But yeah, I mean, this was the game I got. I didn't get <laughs> yeah, to choose no, I feel like you. that. Uh, that and uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball were my mm. two uh, probably most played games out of all of them, uh, mostly because uh, I could play them without my parents complaining about what's going on. You know, gotcha. like they understood what baseball was. They understood what hockey was. And, you know, I had to win the Stanley Cup, guys. Uh, uh, but outside of that, the social aspect of it, you know, we would go over to friends' houses and play uh, whenever I went to, like I said before, my rich friends' houses. They would always play Sega Genesis. So yeah, we weird out. that so many rich people were into the poor person console. <laughs> Whatever. Bro, you you don't even. Sega was the, the rich person console, in my opinion, because it had the first DLC. Sonic yeah. and Sonic and Knuckles. So strange. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we would we would play games on Genesis, and then uh, actually, I would bring my Super Nintendo over to my friends' houses, and then we would turn on the greatest game of the uh, Super Nintendo's tenure, Turtles in Time. Oh. And then we would I would actually be able to speed run that game as a kid, and I would be living shit out of it. We would get to the final Shredder boss, and everyone's like, "Whoa." can you come over to my house and beat that game for me? And I'd be like, yes. And that was what I did in like first and second grade. And so uh, awesome. I was like the most popular kid in town. It was all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Turtles in Time is one of those landmark multiplayer experiences. Though. Made it, it just, like 10 times. Social. Yeah. It, it, it really is. And I think something that we've all hit on here too is the – Something I missed, the idea of renting games mm-hmm. and playing them with friends and needing to power through them before you have to take them back. And just th- yeah. there, is, there is something that we have lost uh, as gamers, you know, as, you know, the blockbusters yeah. and the Hollywood videos have, have gone away well, and it's, stuff like it's, that. It's not just that. It's like the, the, the idea that you could beat a game in two days. Like, you know, with a game yeah. that takes 60 hours just to beat like the base game. You're, you're just not going to beat it in a rental period. And games were just designed different back then. And I think, you know, a lot of these games, you know, not having like saves or anything like that as well made it, yeah. you know, raise the stakes even more. And I mean, I definitely, I remember like, I remember not being able to beat certain levels of games on Genesis and like screaming and crying in my room and having my mom come in and be like, <laughs> you know, you can just put the game down and like take a break for a while. Right. I'm oh, like, no. I can't, I, I, the water <laughs> level, on Sonic, I have to, oh, I have to God. struggle through this. Like this is my mom didn't understand like the the philosophical struggle that I was going through. You know, like it's it was it was I was carving out my identity in those moments. It was like you were drowning every time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did Genesis have the uh, some for most SNES games? If you paused it after like five minutes, it would unpause. Did that I happen? I don't remember that. I don't remember that. For some games for Super Nintendo, I'm pretty sure it was Super Mario World too. That no, if you pause it, I don't think so because I think I would leave games pause like overnight. You know, you know what I mean? Like I would come back in the morning and like pick up where I left off. Because yeah, I there's tried no that. Red Ring of Death. I used to try that all the time, and it would be unpaused for that sure. I'd be like, you know, on on a death screen, I'd be 
fucking livid or my parents, which is unpositive. I don't remember. Yeah. James, <laughs> that, I, that's possible. I think another thing that we're kind of touching on here, like before we really, you know, get at each other's throats on which consoles better is like this era of gaming was such a special time. Yeah. And, you know, for for Sega, definitely. But but I would I would argue no that, that only time for Nintendo in some ways, like it, it is an era that they are are chasing and they found a really cool stride with switch and they found a, i mean n64 was amazing but like nes and super nintendo was such a special time and special yeah. cultural moment um it's just so different now man things have changed it, well it, it's very different now you, you're, you're right it was a special time for gaming it's it's interesting because this debate sega genesis versus super nintendo I think maybe just given how old we were at the time, though, it, it felt the most prevalent. It felt the most sort of like side driven. Maybe you could argue PlayStation and N64, but th- this one felt like more the the classic, like which one you were on kind of mm-hmm. kind of deal. But it was you know a, a special time for, for gaming, and there's there really hasn't been anything quite like it since. Well, I think it was uh, the. F- first time really you had a secondary console rise up to challenge the monolith that was nintendo at the time that just pushed both of them harder uh to carve out how much space they had in the video game console world nowadays it's like given yeah there's two or three systems and there's kind of this symbiotic relationship with them going forward in a way where back in the early 90s they were fighting tooth and nail taking stabs at each other now it's almost like they're not acknowledging each other anymore and what other people are doing i think something that's lost too is just you know it goes back to the blockbuster and hollywood video thing is just going into the rental section and picking up a game that you think looks cool as opposed to a game that now in the age we live in you're told that's going to be cool Mm -hmm. uh it's it's very different now and i think it makes it harder for a lot of the independent game developers or maybe smaller titles and stuff like that but a lot of people discovered the same games because look if the guy on the cover art did his job that's the game you were renting and you discovered some hidden gems that way well for super nintendo there was a thing that they put on and i'm this is gonna spoil my argument a little bit but they had a certificate of excellence on yes. the on the box and you had to get that uh, uh in order to become a super nintendo game there was a you know a lot of logistical shit going on with that too but there were only a finite number of super nintendo games released at a certain time because they wanted to make sure it was quality so yeah. uh, that's for super nintendo that's why you only got a certain amount of games with a certain amount of developers. It was a yeah, lot well, of they politics had sta- back they had, in the day. They had too, standards. You know, this brings up an interesting point greedy. too, which is like game games now because it's all like you know primarily digital downloads or you know basically an unlimited quantity of discs. Like you're, there's never a shortage. Whereas like you would go to Blockbuster or Hollywood Video week after week and be like dude, they still don't have the page master game. What the hell? <laughs> and then they finally have it and you'd bring it home and the, the like cartridge would be corrupt in some way. And you're like, yeah. what? I've been waiting for weeks. This is a <laughs> the further generation, but I never had an N64. Uh, I, I was a PlayStation kid, but we would always camp out for cruise in USA mm-hmm. because there was only one at my blockbuster and we would actually go like it, it was like a, you know, like a midnight release or a shoe drop nowadays, mm-hmm. but we would go at six in the morning as a fucking 12 year old to Blockbuster and parents would be like, why are you up right now? Like, we got to go to Blockbuster and beat everybody there. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, they restock the shelves at night. It yeah. totally makes sense. Yeah, Mark knows that better than anybody. You restock them constantly. Animals. <laughs> you were probably keeping them from everybody. But Mark was hoarding. Oh, for oh, yeah. sure. Something, you would, keep com- the best something would come in. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to put that in the counter for me. It was fantastic. <laughs> that and getting to play games and movies like at least a week or two beforehand. Awesome. Fucking. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if if there if there guy. is a takeaway I, I from the show guy. so far, it's that I really do miss the the idea of renting video games and and playing more so with my friends as opposed to in solitary. Uh, but yeah. we're gonna, we're going to take a, another quick break. When we come back, we're going to go through some of the game catalog of both these systems, the just the the best and and maybe the low points for each of them, but more Super Nintendo versus Sega Genesis on the other side on the Best Damn Nerd Show. Sega. It's me, Iron Sh- No, uh, Iron Nerd Minmaxer, Hanzo Gonzo, inviting you into Kitchen- No, 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 no. Uh, the Tenno Media Arena to see whose nerdiness will reign sup- No, no, we're gonna get sued. If you- Uh, will triumph a lotly. Come check out all the battles on the Tenno Media Network Patreon, or you can just skip to the parts where Steve physically breaks something for no reason. See you there. It's the Microphone Alchemist Bimbo Jimbo here, and when I'm not verbally super-kicking Last Jedi fans on the Best Damn Nerd Show or fantasy casting The Rock in another movie on the DLC, well, that's when I actually get to talk about wrestling. That's right. Come join me in the Wrestling War Room, where I take my mic to the mat and launch my hot takes about the Wednesday Night War between AEW and NXT. The Wrestling War Room. Which side are you on? And welcome back to the Best Damn Nerd Show. Bimbo Jimbo here with Chris Seglia, Jonathan Craig, and Mark Truex. We are going to be getting into now the meat of the debate between Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. Uh, Opening statements on why Sega Genesis is better according to Team Sega which is Mark and John. Marco, kick us off. You guys won the coin toss. So Sega Genesis uh, entered a field where it was predominantly, well, basically dominated by Nintendo at the time, as we discussed. And Sega came in with a lot of fun new ideas, a lot of things that were pushing the envelope uh, that really helped redefine and change the gaming industry as we know it. It truly did. Don't do that face. So not only did it have a sexier console that was sleek, black, and curvy, and unlike that atrocious gray box, I think it was hideous. Uh, the ergonomical controller as well was just better for gaming. Got to protect your hands for those long hours mm-hmm. getting after it. Especially then, the six button layout, much better. Oh, the six button was super sleek. Especially for Street Fighter. Yeah. Just a more native experience. Wow. Yeah, it, it was more like going to the arcade. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's much better. Who who needs left and right toggles in a fighting game? Get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> disgusting. Disgusting. Can, uh, but can I talk yet or no? No. Okay. No. Still let him keep statements. going, but then but, I'll let you lead us off when we go over to us. Yeah. Uh, in, in addition to that, it's like just the inventive nature and fun nature of it as being a, a gaming system with more attitude, them having fun with uh, different characters and the opening sequences of the uh the sega getting interested with you know cool spot sonic uh, everything in between 
Uh, and then even just innovative things that pushed past that, such as like all the extra cartridging, like Sonic and Knuckles for plugins, um, things like the, uh, the, what was it? The Sega network where you can actually do mm-hmm. downloadable content yep. for the first the time, first, the first streaming downloadable games. Yep. Sega channel was invented by them. Maybe they bit off more than they could chew. Doesn't matter. This revolutionized what you're able to do at home. <laughs> they worked. were forward thinking. No, it worked. Just wasn't very viable in yeah. the long run. Vi- it doesn't matter. Viable means it didn't work. It doesn't matter. They're forward thinking on it. And it's really what gaming is nowadays. Did Nintendo do that? Which is a bad thing. No, they just sat back in their stuffy offices, collecting checks, limiting people what they can get, limiting third party. Uh, producers to make these fun games that are out there. Let's have fun. That's what games are for. Stuffing Nintendo. Oh, well, I do agree that games are for fun. That is that is true. But that's a philosophical difference that John Craig and I share. <laughs> fun, fun games is in the fun. eye of the beholder. I, I to to piggyback off of what Mark is saying. You know, I think. I think for every great uh, genre that that SNES, uh, quote unquote you know, dominated or won. Sega had uh, an alternative that was better and we can get into the cat- game catalog later. Um, but I, I want to touch on something here. Um, well, actually, before I do, I, I also just want to say a lot of the ports that were for both consoles, the the more difficult versions were for Sega, which naturally so. I mean, SNES players were more childlike, more family oriented and just not as good at gaming in general. Um, great example of that is the Aladdin wow. game uh you know so good carpet level was so much harder uh and just you know the 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 more like realistic and serious tone of the games but i want to touch on something here because i think it's important to state um yes did snes sell more copies uh yeah they sold 20 million more consoles overall which in some people's mind yeah no in some people's mind that means that they won right in the same way that like Transformers as a movie wins, right? In the same way that the modern day Star Wars movies win. Um, if you guys are basing your whole argument on something that's more broad is better, then I think we need to go back and kind of question all of James's opinions on everything else that he thinks throughout the history and future of, of the Best Damn Nerd Show. Because to me, to me, the fact that Sega was able to come into a space that was dominated by Nintendo and and sell almost 30 million copies, but be more niche because the quality was so much better. You know, it's, it's not about going broad. It's about hitting your niche audience and hitting them exactly right because you, you just, you're committed to quality, not quantity. And that's exactly what SN- SNES did is quantity. And that's why you dumbasses had to blow on your cartridges through your t-shirt before you had to play a game. You had to do that for Sega too. That is a hey, personal attack on me, but I'll but I I will let Seglia kick us off. But I do have some things to say. First of all, I'm not very thrilled that James is on my side, FYI. So I might be food, <laughs> fighting f- a losing battle. I, I know. Don't this. show weakness in front of, in front of them. Um, I'm going to go offensive. You know, this is something that Nintendo uh, never needed to do, and Sega had to. You know, with the Nintendo campaign, that bullshit little Don't. thing. Sure, Sega might have been cooler to like you know people who with televisions and stuff like that, but um, <laughs> Nintendo didn't need to do that. It was way more fun, no matter what. Uh, the other two people on this side, John Craig, and Mark Truex, out of the two of them, you know, 
we've had some crazy, 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 uh, horrible taste here already in this episode. <laughs> okay, here we go. Already. Here we go. Here we First go. of all. I said Mario RPG was good. How You can't refute that. The favorite, We're their not favorite game is the Genesis Moon or the uh, Michael Jackson Moonwalker. <laughs> Prove me wrong. It was horrible. Change I think my the mind. world proved you wrong. Was there a second one? There didn't need to be a second one when you nailed it the game first time. How yeah, many Mario's second, have there the been? Se- the second one was Ronald g- McDonald's Treasure Land Adventure, dude. Make <laughs> <laughs> so yourself a happy meal and come home and fucking. Your favorite game starred a guy that diddled children. Your, you actually chose DC Comics versus the Marvel Comics? Oh, yeah. But again, this hits, this, hits on, this hits on my point exactly. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I wasn't allowed to talk. People, I wasn't allowed to I've talk. I wasn't allowed to talk. Back to Mr. I wasn't allowed to talk. <laughs> Segly, the, the floor is yours. Continue. Must be on Team yeah. Nintendo. He wants the world just given to him. <laughs> I let you talk. I let you talk. Mr. Intellivision. Over the 2600. And now the Genesis versus the Super Nintendo. Someone has taste here. And it's not the guy with the moonwalker or likes Miller Lite. <laughs> Thank you. The James of the floor is yours. <laughs> okay. So I was personally attacked uh, by Jonathan Craig. I'm going to address that. It, it, you're, you're assuming that, that we will base our arguments based off the fact that Super Nintendo sold more than Sega Genesis, I mean, which you, it you did. You mentioned by a lot. to start the show. So, yeah, I would say but, that's a pretty by, foundational by, argument for you. By, by, by a lot. But that, that is not why Super Nintendo was better. It's one, it's one of the metrics by which you can judge that it is better, okay. which it is. Okay. Uh, let me clip that but out. It, it, let, really let's, James is a natural let, follower. It's not the only... It's mm-hmm. not the only metric, but let's see, let's even examine how Sega Genesis was even able to get a foothold in the American marketplace because Sega Genesis couldn't stand to go head to head with Nintendo's next gen console. They they released it when Nintendo, the original Nintendo Entertainment System, was at the end of its run. So Sega saw that Nintendo was nearing the end of its run, so it's like we're going to release our thing first because we know that once Super Nintendo brings their shit. We won't be able to stand up to it. And that is exactly what happened. Where they gained most of their sales, where they gained their foothold, was in that small period of time when Nintendo, still putting out better games on the original Nintendo gameplay-wise, that's when Sega Genesis was able to even get a foothold. And I remember being at all the stores. Why on earth? Would I want to play Sega Genesis when your demo game was Echo the Dolphin? And meanwhile, I got Super Mario World. And you want to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog? I'm going to take an arcade villain from Mario, put a red tie on him, call him Donkey Kong, make it country, and that game smash Sonic the Hedgehog. There is no contest between Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. And all the games that define the genre that stand the test of time Almost all of them are on Super Nintendo or were ported better to Super Nintendo. I, it's, that's not factual. And, and also, you know, <laughs> you, you're, you're, you're talking about games about dolphins. Dolphins are the most intelligent creatures besides humans <laughs> on the planet. And for you to... For you to yeah, I don't even think Echo would buy Sega. For you, for you, Echo, Echo was Marine World doing nowadays. <laughs> Not great. We shouldn't be. We Watch shouldn't be the enslaving them. I mean, I I stand I by that. But, um, but I do. I will say I do agree with James on one point that he made um, because he did talk about the strength of the catalog for for NES. And like you, I agree. 
there were so many great games for NES, better games for NES than existed on Super Nintendo. Um, and that was that was the best. You know, they hit the ball out of the park with that first one. They shot for the stars and then just drifted down, 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 even further down, even further down and down, down, down even more. And Sega came out ahead of the Super Nintendo because their development team, their hardware production team, they were just better. They were on top of it. They were working harder, working faster, optimizing. Uh, and and it was a calculated decision to optimizing. try and sell what they could when they could. <laughs> yeah. That's all it was. Yeah, most of their accessories didn't even work. <laughs> I mean... It's terrible. I, I never had to blow in a game for Sega Genesis, I will say. Like, anecdotally, I only ever had to do that for Super Nintendo... Uh, you know, it might have just been my experience, but it was, it was piss poor cartridge. You are, I think, have selective memory because that's the only way that sometimes the uh, the <laughs> things work for Sega too. It's the same. It's the same technology. It's the same cartridge in a different box. Well, God, agree to disagree. Let, the let, Sega Genesis one was was black, so it didn't look like the same cartridge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and so I think owners of the Sega Genesis would keep their system cleaner since it was black. You could actually see when the dust was collecting on mm -hmm. it. So you went through meticulously cleaning it off, making sure it wasn't getting in there. Whereas the SNES so gray and dull as it is, the dust just collected <laughs> into it. And, and the games, the games are so boring and unplayable that they just sat on the shelf for so long and collected dust. This is such this is such a, a, a canard that the SNES had the dust issues. The the original Nintendo is the one where we were blowing on the cartridges to get them to work. I never had to blow on a cartridge really to get it to work for Super Nintendo. Maybe mine was just cleaner, but I didn't run into those issues like I did with the regular Nintendo. Maybe that was the the advent of those little plastic coverings they came out with as well. But I never, I never ran into that issue on Super Nintendo. What I did I run into did. at my friend's house on Sega, you never took, you never took the Super Star Wars friends, series out of your Super Nintendo. So you never, you multiple never multiple friends incorrect, and we'll get into the game catalog. But multiple friends I played Sega, played G Genesis with the controller for that for that system. While it looked good, it broke a oh. lot. Multiple friends broken Sega Genesis controllers. Never ran into a broken Super Nintendo controller, not once. I think that speaks to the skill level of the Sega Genesis players. I mean, it did most resemble so Mark, it did most resemble the arcade experience with the six button layout. Um, and what game? What and, game in the arcade had a six button layout outside of Street Fighter? Name one. Well, I'm, Name I'm one. talking specifically about Street Fighter, uh, which you. also released on Genesis uh, before. Did you know that it's more optimal to play uh, Street Fighter on a controller right now than it is a, a arcade stick? Yes. And it's universal Street, Street Fighter Five, yes. It's no, all, really, it's all, really good. All of them, <laughs> every single game. It's universally the reason known. why Street Fighter Two Turbo universally lauded for it for its speed and best replicating the arcade experience in that generation of consoles. It's it's not the Champion Edition that came out for Genesis. It's Two Turbo. For turbo Super came Nintendo. out for Genesis. It's the one. No championship. It, they called Championship came out for Genesis. Championship is controls, more. Right? <laughs> it was so lightweight. What? what? Look, it looked cool. You'll get no argument. It looked cool. It just broke a lot. Did more. you use any other button other than the first two uh, for for Sonic? For Sonic, I don't no. think so. It was just but, there. But for I'll fluff. be I'll, I'll be honest though, and maybe this should transition us to the game catalog. Like while I did play a lot of Sonic, I don't think that Sonic was the best title for for Genesis. And I know that's the character that they hang their hat on, but. 
there were so many great games for the Genesis and, and Sonic, while it was fun and, and definitely harder than Mario and much more fast paced, um, you know, any game where you jump, it goes, it's just not exciting to me, but, uh, you literally just said the Sonic sound. (laughs) No, dude, the Sonic sound is just, it's just the sound of rings being collected at rapid speed. (laughs) Rings over coins all day, all day. Oh my God. (laughs) Well, they're more utilitarian. You know, it's just yeah. hollow, just like this argument. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's like Genesis. It's shiny on the outside, but there's no substance to it, and it'll be gone before you know it, <laughs> just like Genesis and Sega was. Uh, yeah, let's get into the game catalogs, because I think I think Super Nintendo, the, the game catalog and going back and, and just looking at all the high-quality games, Seglia, reiterate. What what was it about Super Nintendo? They had they had a certificate of excellence. So to ensure quality, just some bullshit made up by marketers. Yeah. You want me to give you a sticker, James? Say you're cool. Yes. No, Do not it. from you because you played Sega. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I wouldn't trust. I wouldn't trust it. Your your brand is flawed and faulty. <laughs> but look at look at uh, a game like uh, Super Metroid, which you know is one of the most to this day one of the most replayable games there is, and defined the, quote, it, it, it created its own subgenre along with Super Castlevania, the Metroidvania games. And, and the, to this day, Super Metroid is the one that really stands at the top of this that list. It it's, has not been duplicated yet. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal game. Uh, you look at uh, Link to the Past, which we talked about. It's maybe the greatest Legend of Zelda game ever made. It, it's it tops a lot, a lot of lists. You know the the RPGs. Somebody said this to me that the list of Super Nintendo RPGs of great ones they put out is greater than the list of great Sega Genesis games overall that were put out. So uh, you know, Chrono Trigger, so many, so many great games. But Seglia, what what are some of yours from the SNES? Catalog? I mean, there's so fucking many. I mean, I've got a top 100 list that's there, that's here, that has a link to the past. Number one, um, dude, Chrono Trigger, one of the best JRPGs of all time uh, on there. Super Mario World. I've said this a billion times. I'm not a huge fan of it, but everybody in the else in the fucking world is. Final Fantasy VI, uh, eight's the best one, by the way. Um, everybody loves. Uh, Super Mario RPG, John, you said that too. That was really good. It's a great uh, game. Can I can I say four games that'll just knock this entire thing out, or do you want me to wait for it? Star Fox. Let's let, let's let, let, okay. Super Mario Kart. I forgot the third one, and then Mario Paint. No, <laughs> Mario Paint <laughs> is still used today to design games that and soundtracks. So shut Paint? the fuck up. Give me my trophy right now. Art Dude, alive st- st- every day over Mario Paint. Oh, I don't even know what God. that is. Find Let's me a stream. Find Nobody me a stream does. of that game right now, and I'll find you one of my. Art Mario alive Paint. was the best. It was just like Microsoft Paint on Sega. I could use my paint bucket tool and fill in. Yeah, shades, you know what? Draw the with Mario a Paint for Super NES came with a fucking mouse. Cyber athlete over there. What do you got to say about that? I mean, it is the optimal way to game, but uh, you know, unfortunately, the mouse didn't didn't help you in any other games on the on the console. That's did you try? I did not. Did you? We should I go mean, back and try to play try to play mouse. <laughs> oh, the other game I was talking about. A link to the past. 
Oh yeah. A, a link to the past. It doesn't just top Super Nintendo lists. A lot of people put it as the greatest video game of all time, crossed all consoles, and you played it on the Super Nintendo. That's where you could find Link to the Past. That the the importance and the quality of that game cannot be overstated. And I encourage all of you after this is over to go get your emulator or your classic Super Nintendo going and play that game because it, it holds up. And that's that's the thing that I keep coming back to with so many of the Super Nintendo games is they stood the test of time. And that is what, to me, makes Super Nintendo the undisputed king of this debate is that so many more of their games hold up today better than the For Sega Genesis games do. Sure. I mean, you have games like Bust... Games that I haven't even talked about, right? Bust a Move. Yeah. Classic art, arcade <laughs> game that's still around is replicated by phones all the fucking time. Uh, Bomberman, your your dad had a super Bomberman, had a great had great taste. We still play it in, in party games. Bomberman <laughs> was also party out houses. for Sega. Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon. Yeah, I mean, I mean look, look no further than Animal Crossing now for, <laughs> for influences. I mean, the greatest game of two, the 2010s, uh, Stardew Valley, is, uh, is a direct, direct rip of Harvest Moon. Uh, Kirby. And then the one of the quintessential things that I completely forgot about until I was just scrolling down, it had the fucking Super Game Boy, too. You could plug all your games into that. So that you is... could play Pokemon if you wanted to, red and blue. You could play uh, Alleyway. You could play uh, the other Link games if you wanted to. It was actually backwards compatible to another com- uh, another console. I like, I like that. Is that is I pretty like that they came out. They had Super Mario World, and then they were like, ah, shit. Uh, the people that play our console are not very skilled and are having trouble with this game. How do we slow it down? Oh, let's make a floaty character that just bounces around in the air. It's slow motion, as slow as humanly possible. Are you possible. ripping on Yoshi? No. Oh, see, I guess Yoshi's another example because I was talking about Kirby. Oh. Multiple flawed characters. But about yeah. the, the, the Super Game Boy <laughs> you were talking about there, Sex, is with Sega, they had a similar thing, but instead it was forward compatible. The Sega Nomad. It was basically a Game Gear that you could plug Sega cartridges, Sega Genesis cartridges, and take it on the go. Yes, it took 10 AA batteries, but you could play Sonic, you could play Golden Axe, you can play Moonwalker, Road Rash 2, in the car, mm. on the go. Doesn't matter. No one else was doing that, and that I, I think is yeah, better and, than getting to play and, my and, Game and, Boy and, on and, the TV. And, and, and no one at all would be doing it because it would drain the batteries so fast. You could do it for about ten. I minutes. thought poor people can't afford batteries and stuff, James. <laughs> I <laughs> well, again, I, a lot of eccentric strangos apparently played the Genesis. I think it's important to state Genesis did have, uh, did have Fantasy Star, did have other, you know, Shining Force. Arc- competitive awesome. rpgs i think i think that um probably the the best rpg or fantasy type game for sega was golden axe uh in my opinion golden axe is a great game yeah. Undis- you yeah. will get no argument and, and, from and me, that's where i think you could maybe come close to arguing uh snes's rpg catalog but i i do think snes did have the better rpg catalog i i think that where sega excelled was uh side scrollers and just pure action and high speed, high velocity yeah. games. You got to do the horizontal brawlers. I mean, you got to talk Streets of Rage. You got to talk Alter Beast. Golden Axe fits into there. Uh, even like the Comic Zone you're talking about was basically a brawler uh, mm-hmm. going through comic panels. 
in there. And then, uh, and then you and then you had like the the hyper realistic ones, like the like the Batman, not not Batman and Robin, but like the Batman movie one. Uh, Batman Returns. Oh my God, such a great game! And then the Jurassic Park game, which was completely different for Super Nintendo, but for Sega, just a very difficult game, but also very 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 fun. Uh, and just you know, captured the spirit of the of the movie really well. Really well. I I will give you th- I will give you this. So in terms of the Sega Genesis catalog, you were you were gracious enough to. I mean, it's not a stretch, but to admit that SNES had the way better RPG catalog. Yeah, but that's one kind of When I game. think of like the Dis- the the Disney ports, I I do default to Sega mm-hmm. more than I do to Super Nintendo, and that's fine. You know, I you know you can have Aladdin and the Lion King game on Sega Genesis. I think movie ports in general, though, when you look at the Super Star Wars franchise and the Indiana Jones games and on and on, those those are still the greatest movie adaptation to video games ever. The Super the Super Star Wars games are phenomenal. And the, and the fact that back in that time period, you're able to play as Luke, Han, Chewie, Leia, all these different characters and 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 go uh, the the sort of attention to detail uh, that you got and the the way it took you through each movie was insane. They were so phenomenally well I, what done. What was cool about those games is that they kind of showed you like different game formats and genres within the same game. Like you'd be you'd be in side scroller mode, and then all all of a sudden you'd be on one of the land speeders in one of those in one of those levels. And I think that was really really cool. Absolutely. One thing about it, uh, we seem to keep talking about RPGs, and we're talking about brawlers. There's a whole extra segment of games. I mean the sport game uh was really dominated by sega uh bringing in madden first of all which is a huge selling franchise to this day also on super nintendo it it originated for sega though and you can't deny that mike tyson punch out same thing there andre agassi tennis yo wait punch out punch out is a nintendo property wasn't mike tyson on the segas no, Punch Out Punch Out is a Nintendo property, sir. Thank you for making our point. And Super Punch Out on SNES, also a phenomenal game. Thanks, Man, Mark. Not as good as Madden. <laughs> uh, way better than Madden. Like, oh, sweet, a, the same game every year. Whereas you get Super Punch Out, and it's incredibly memorable. Maybe not to you because you thought it was on your console, but it, it was wasn't. such a good game. It should have been on Sega. That must have been why. It just makes sense that it's there. <laughs> Well, dude, you want Plus you want to talk violence? about action games? Yeah. How how about maybe the best action platformer maybe ever, Mega Man X? That was on Super Nintendo, and that is another one of those ultimate replay value, undisputed classics. Mega Man X for Super Nintendo, one of the best action platformers of all time. Rap. Oh, we did have a Mega Man game for Sega. Yeah. It wasn't Mega Man X, but it was a different Mega Man title. Uh, but it wasn't as good. Really, when you played one, you played all. Let's let's be frank. Oh no, that's God. the whole point about Mega Man <laughs> X is that it, re, it rejuvenated the whole franchise, Mark. Mm. That's the whole point. Maybe the ones you played on Sega was one and the same, but not Mega Man X. Ooh, I got a I blaster mean, look, arm. Oh yeah, if you God. if you were into if you were into little boys shooting glowing balls out of their out of their robotic arms, you know that's that's cool and that's what you were into. Uh, meanwhile, we had Shinobi. Yeah, throwing shirts. Meanwhile, I'll take that, the meanwhile, fucking. Uh, you took that from Mega Man. That's the worst Mega Man. And my name is Shinobi. <laughs> meanwhile, we had the X Men game. You may have heard so, of it. Yeah, Super the worst Nintendo. tournament. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, no, oh, no. Super Nintendo on. had no, an no, X-Men no, no, game no, no, based no. off of the animated series, which was which was incredible. 
No, 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 no. We had the arcade game. Yeah, I'm 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 aware of what you had, and it belonged Better. to Which the arcade. Which is the quintessential one. And you yes. play it in the arcade. Real, and that's, that's why that Sega the had the six-button controller. You could play any but, arcade game you wanted on that platform. But I also want to just go back to, again, how cool the Genesis was, how attractive it was. It attracted it attracted brands that that you know wouldn't normally be involved in gaming to it. Again, like Ronald McDonald's Treasure Land Adventure, but also <laughs> but also a great game and one of I think three that my parents bought me, uh, Cool Spot, which was oh you know a side scroller, a side Roll scroller bubble. where you were playing as the Seven Up Red Spot. I mean, spot. it doesn't get any more innovative than Cool Spot. <laughs> it's sad. That's all you've offered is gimmicky and oh, sad between no. Michael Jackson, Ronald McDonald, and the Seven Up logo. Make Seven Up yours. Genesis sucks. I will cool agree. That Genesis is marketing campaign was awesome. It was great. It was cool. It was fun for everybody. It still didn't fucking help them in the long run. Where the fuck is Sega now? Yeah. And I guess that's one of the main things about Super Nintendo is that it set better things. It set up their console, the N64. It set up their franchises. It put them in a better place. Are -hmm. you happier now than you were four years ago? Super Nintendo franchises could say yes. Sega Genesis, the Saturn, go fuck yourself. That thing was a bomb. Sega Genesis was unsustainable. Again, they released at the right time to make a, you know, a cash grab for a very limited period of time. That was in between the NES and Super NES release. And then after that, nothing. Shadows and dust. I don't see what's wrong with the capitalist market. Does anybody remember Sega CD? I don't know. CD, they Sorry, actually released one of the greatest games of all time, Ultra Versus Prime. Available oh my on god. Quit hawking, quit hawking your dead your If you want to know more about it, on hop here. on to the uh, you know, the Ultra Monthly podcast. You can check that out on Spotify and iTunes you know what? and other various I support things. I support I support that shoehorning product placement in because that's exactly the type of game that Genesis would release. They just <laughs> take a brand like if Genesis came out today, they'd have like a Dasani Water video game that they would the, they the would thing release. Was they were even developing so a version for the SNES, but the SNES's platform was such garbage it couldn't keep up with how awesome ultraverse was <laughs> that's, that's so not even factually accurate yes it that's is that's not factually accurate check can it we, out ultraverse can we actually Prime. go do you want to go through the nerdy shit right now of like the actual it, stuff thanks. going on i don't have it in front of me i think that you should do it but it, the, <laughs> i don't the, understand that stuff the genesis was less powerful than the super <laughs> nintendo in almost everything if not everything here here's here's where i think we can we can agree in some ways um, and maybe disagree in others, but hopefully we can all come together here. I think both consoles had a really great game catalog. The Super Nintendo did have games that that have stood the test of time. Maybe, I would argue, because after Nintendo 64, the catalog for Nintendo became so much smaller and so insular that people, the only way you could enjoy Nintendo is to look back at Super Nintendo and and N64 and be like, Man, weren't things so great back then? And what, I think what, Sega. What, what did Genesis and I think, players look no, at? All I'm not, they have I'm not, is Genesis. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing that Genesis is, has stood the test of time. But I think that in some ways they opened the doors for Nintendo competitors um, to realize ways in which you could attack Nintendo and ways in which you could expand gaming outside of what Nintendo did and make it exciting and grow a fan base. Uh, you know many of which have become larger than Nintendo. That's an interesting point. 
and I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought it up. But it took it took it took Sega and it took a company investing a crazy amount it of resources. A, it, it took a failure in, in in initiatives, a lot of which didn't work and ended up bankrupting them. But um, <laughs> but I don't know if they actually went bankrupt. But I I you know I, well. I think I think that the chipping away of the armor of Nintendo I think was initially done by Genesis and other other big consoles took that up after you know Sega struggled in in future years genesis showed that gods can bleed (laughs) yes the console that would be king gods can bleed (laughs) but they're still gods mark they're still gods uh but and and here's the thing james roots for the empire in star wars he roots not true james roots for status quo and and also you know james also just I'm yeah, and just bro. like in Whatever. this argument, just like in this argument where James believes that things get progressively better over time, you know, he also what believes What are you that talking about? He also he also you, believes that you're things mad. like the Star Wars franchise gets better over time. No, it yes. does not. That was is the original were, is... were the original movies good? Yes. Was the original Super three Ni- are the only ones worth watching. Yeah. And were was Super Nintendo better than NES? Yes. Just no. like episodes one two and three are better and then was n64 better than that yep just like episodes You're, whatever the fuck these more recent ones were were john, better than john the is it trying just to paint me as, as one of those recency biased clones and that it could not be further from the truth of who i am now he's just going for for <laughs> below the belt character assassination because you guys have just been stymied at every, at every turn the the game catalog discussion i thought would have been much more spirited but it crapped out in between michael jackson ronald mc Donald and seven up. There's and super punch out. Super punch out. Don't yeah, super that. punch out, which didn't even exist on Genesis. There's nothing uh, wrong what, with what is wrong with you, haste needs? Can I just give honorable mention to the Beavis and Butthead game and uh Ristar, which was a game that I remembered but couldn't couldn't remember the name of and couldn't find for years. And because Google has advanced so much as we've gotten older, I've been able to dig it up and find it again. And my god, that was a good side scroller. What about a Toe Jam and Earl? Definitive oh, of yeah. the time. Definitive of the time. I so would, good. So rock. I, I would put say that though, on Nintendo. Listen, if you haven't, if you haven't played Jurassic Park and the old Sega Batman game, do yourself a favor and and play those two at least because those two games are incredibly fun and incredibly well done, and to me, represent what Sega Genesis was. I, I think you guys glossed over one of your greatest games. You mentioned it, but I mean, Streets of Rage it is an excellent game for Sega Genesis. However, I'll still take Final Fight Final over fight, it. Final Fight, motherfucker. Final Final Fight. Give me Hagger and Cody all fucking day. You never heard of it? Well, that's probably the- because you're too busy playing the Seven Up game or the Ronald cool McDonald or that Michael Jackson excellent. game. You were is fighting something- crabs with bubbles. Is there, is there is there something you want to admit? You've been talking about that Michael Jackson game, Mark. Are you all right? Dude, he helped all those kids, him and Bubbles, oh getting there, God. pulling them out of closets. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? Setting them free. Plied them with Bubbles. Dude. God dang, That's dude. a great game. R- great Ridiculous. Game. Ridiculous. Uh, I expect so much game. more. I, I don't I don't know if there's a game on the Genesis that, that Super Nintendo doesn't have a version of, even if it is later, that, that it didn't top. Is there is there like a... what What is the, the Zenith game for for uh genesis at a, at a uh in a different in, in a specific genre i think golden axe was probably its best uh rpg or fantasy game and, and you've already gone on record and saying that yeah, super nintendo i wouldn't i wouldn't call it an catalog. rpg in the slightest sorry to say 
What would you um, call fantasy. it? Uh, I mean, it's just sword and sorcery arcade side scroller. Um, yeah, I mean, it's quintessential like arcade it may be classic. Like, maybe like early Oops. action RPG. I don't know. It because it, it is not. It's not a turn based RPG. You know, Correct. it's it's completely different than that. Um, I, I mean, I would I would say that like Sonic is a completely different type of side scrolling game than than Mario. So even though they are like the faces of the consoles in a way, like it is kind of hard to compare them because they just play so differently yeah sonic sonic 3d uh was an awesome foray into that like when that really started yeah sonic 3d absolutely trucked in every category by donkey kong country and donkey kong country 2 like the only games they're not the, the same only, game. sonic 3d was incredible dude that the was only the only competition that mario has comes from other Nintendo properties. Sonic is not even on Mario's radar. They took an arcade villain from Mario and turned him into a bigger star than Sonic the Hedgehog ever was. Link is a bigger star than Sonic, both of which in Nintendo. There is Where's no the Link peer. movie? Like Where's Sonic, the Link Sonic movie, the Hedgehog, Where's Link? Again, 30, 30 years later, and listen, anyone that knows yeah, shit about up. video games will take Legend of Zelda over anything Sonic's done. And if you don't agree with that, you don't belong on this podcast. <laughs> Sonic is definitive of the 90s, super cool, super fast. It's about time he got a movie um, amongst how many different uh, we're not, animated We're not talking about Sonic the Hedgehog the movie, Mark. Yeah. We're still waiting for the Zack Snyder cut of that, too. Dude, I'm the, sure. the Sonic, That'd the so- awesome. original Sonic cartoon was amazing. That was great. It's like not like Sonic the Hedgehog gave way to Crash Bandicoot. I'll take Mario. I don't know, dude. I just can't support. I just can't support animal cruelty the way Mario does, dude. He cuts off <laughs> raccoon tails, too, bro. And, and how cuts off raccoon tails and tapes it to his butt so he can fly. And, and how many he, times are on a dinosaur that? Yeah, how many times can he let down Peach and let her get taken over and over and over, <laughs> stupid plumber? Hey, what is he doing? Look, him as a boyfriend's not on trial here, you know. Just as as my, my views on movies are not on trial, but how about how about racing games? Super Mario Kart and F Zero, both of which genre defining racing games. Most racing games were boring and slow before F Zero turned it up a notch and you got speed. And then Mario Kart was an entirely different style of racing game. One of the I mean, most unilaterally praised franchises of racing games ever. Our rate, we had more diversity in styles of racing game because we also we all we had the classic racing games, but we also had Road Rash, where you could literally beat the hell out of your opponent while driving next to them. Um, and again, Skitchin, like you cannot beat, <laughs> you cannot beat punching a dude who's trying to rollerblade and pass you on your left. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's catharsis oh right there. God in heaven. Any any games from the Sega catalog that you guys haven't mentioned that you would like to bring up? Vector Man. Oh, Vector God. Man was cool. Yeah. Yeah. We also we, we did fast, have very edgy. We did have a we did have a, a Zelda ripoff. Um great. That no one knows the name of, but that's worth mentioning as well. God, what is it though? You don't even know the name of it. This is brutal. Absolutely brutal. I good lord. Um how about the Mutant League series? Mutant League football, Mutant League hockey. Those were phenomenal. Those were Those awesome. were fun. Those I'm, were super fun. Good. You 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 found a sports game that was on Sega. <laughs> good work, Mark. <laughs> to be fair, NBA Jam was on Sega. Yeah, we we and did SNES. have a, We had a ton. We also had like NCAA games. Like we we did have a 
good amount of yeah both yeah both games. had sports games. The the one that was Nintendo specific Super Punch Out just happened to be the better of all of them. Sorry, this is the, this is the way that think, one goes. I, I don't, I don't think that was so. the best sports game. Mm. Well, we didn't even. I mean, look, it. I I said NHL '94. NHL '94 was good, but was it was on both, on both platforms. Yeah, sure. yeah. Dude, Super Punch Out was so good that Mark That's mentioned what made it me a fan of the Devils. It was '94. <laughs> He's played all the time, just fighting and shooting. I, I I do think that you know, and we can get into this a, a little bit here, but a game like Sunset Riders, which it was an arcade game, but ported so well to Super Nintendo, and both consoles did that, and and I think both did it well. But when I think of quintessential port from arcade to console, again, I come back to Street Fighter II Turbo as the best job maybe ever of doing that. And it's just that 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 to me, you know, there's there's a reason why people remember Street Fighter II Turbo and not Champion Edition. SNES just did it better. You don't hear anything about Champion Edition ever. No, it's because M. Bison is broken in Champion Edition. Segs, you're in the Street Fighter world. I, am I wrong? I'm not qualified enough to say anything about it, but I do know that everybody has played this. Whenever I ask somebody, how do you know about Street Fighter from like random people? Because, you know, like we talk about, talk to ESPN, we talk to people like that. They all know Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo from Super NES. That's what they remember. That's what it is. Dude, I'm looking right here. I'm looking right here. Street Fighter 2 Turbo for Sega Genesis. Let's Plays on YouTube. And I confused Mike Tyson with Evander Holyfield. Is this real? (laughs) Well, hey, you know what? Yeah. Sega had a Vander hey, Holyfield you know just like just like just up, like though. Mike Tyson Mark you bit off more than you could chew <laughs> so <laughs> sorry well I think on that note we should take another break we'll come back we'll give our closing thoughts on Sega versus SNES and you know maybe some highfalutin notions as well in terms of where console gaming has gone and will go uh, but this has been uh, a very spirited and a lot of fun debate more on the other side of the best damn nerd show It's the microphone alchemist Bimbo Jimbo here, of course, formerly the Jedi Master, and we are so happy to be back delivering to you the nerdy content that you need to make it through your muggle work week. And we want to hear from you, Nerdosphere, so be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Zunes, or other non-name brand MP3 playing devices everywhere, or however you consume your weekly interval. Whether you agree with me that The Last Jedi was a crime against Star Wars, or that you think that my hosting warrants being mauled by a bear, leave us a five-star review, make us laugh, smile, or cry in that review, and there is a good chance that you will hear it read on a future episode of The Best Damn Nerd Show. So be sure to rate and review us. It's the best way that you can help the BDNS keep saying it loud and proud for years to come. Hi, I'm Mark Truex, and you may know me as the CSO of Star Labs from the Best Damn Nerd Show, and I'd like to invite you to join me and the Imperial Commissar Jeff Budd on another podcast of ours, the Ultra Monthly Podcast, a retrospective and monthly show where we dive deep into the Ultraverse, the 1990 superhero comic book universe from Malibu Comics. And we believe it's prime time. The Ultraverse got the love it always deserved. Are you an Ultra Force fan? We are too. You missed the glory of the 90s comic book boom? So do we. And are you obsessed with these Ultras? Damn right we are. 
and you can join us monthly as we geek out over classic characters like Prime, Mantra, Rune, and the Nightman. So jump on now to the Ultra Monthly Podcast and subscribe today on Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts are found. Hey everyone, Chris Seglia here, CEO of the Tenno Media Network. I would like to say thank you for checking out one of our podcasts, but we need your help. You can support Tenno in a multitude of ways. By going to our website and checking out our latest podcasts, by buying some sweet merch, joining our Discord, or getting early and exclusive access to all content via our Patreon. Your support means the world to us, and you can find everything on our website, www10 ogg That's T-E-N-O.gg. Thank you again, and now, back to the show. And welcome back to the Best Damn Nerd Show. Bimbo Jimbo here with John Craig, Chris Seglia, and Mark Trix as we have been rousingly debating Super Nintendo versus Sega Genesis as we wrap things up with our closing statements here. I just want to begin and say that Super Nintendo versus Sega Genesis, it was like a gamer civil war, you know, brother versus brother, the likes of which we haven't seen before or really since. And the people who cling to Sega Genesis... They propped this system up. They fell in love with this glory period that really wasn't all that glorious and isn't rooted in reality. Bottom line, Genesis players, they order Pepsi. America doesn't run on Pepsi. Never has, never will. It's a Coca-Cola nation. You hear, is Pepsi okay? And in reality, no, it isn't. And it never will be. And neither was Genesis. Make mine Coca-Cola Make mine Nintendo. America's Super Nintendo, and by every metric, Super Nintendo outdid the Genesis. Genesis not only got that foothold by releasing between NES and Super Nintendo, and the original Nintendo, which we barely even touched on, it still held its own on the strength of its games. But then when SNES came, it blew everything out of the water. And so that's just, uh, you know, what I have to say about Super Nintendo again. It set up the future of console games it redefines so many genres, and it stands the test of time. Yeah, I, I would just like to apologize to the audience at home. I know we were bludgeoned nearly half to death with Link to the Past because, you know, ultimately that is one of the only good games for Super Nintendo, um, and it's really all that they can stand on. Uh, and with that, uh, you know, I just want to say A Link to the Past sold over 4 million units, James, as I'm sure you're aware. I'm well aware. So very Donkey impressive. Kong Country. Very impressive feat that was also accomplished by four different Sonic games and Disney's Aladdin for Sega Genesis. And Ooh. with that, I just want to say Jeff Budd sends his regards because he told me to say that. Shocker. And he said, F you for making him pick a side here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff Budd certainly would, ne- would never turn on a link to the past. And you look at many SNS pro- SNES properties that also sold over 4 million units. And again, total units sold by any and every metric favors super nintendo there is there's that you look at super mario world which i i noticed that you neglected to include in your little uh tactical attack there way outsold sonic donkey kong country because it came sonic. with a console ridiculous Seglia, uh, if you have anything to add or mark uh i barely talked about uh star fox 
and the graphical superiority of the of the 3D and the super FX of of that genre. I barely, barely talked about the Super 7, which was the thing that enhanced games like Mario yes, Kart right. and uh, and Donkey Kong Country. I barely talked about the games that actually, you know, maybe people never heard of, like Super Puyo Puyo. Sim City. Everyone's heard of Sim City, but was that available on a on Genesis? Who Probably not. Dragon Quest, Final Fantasy V, the worst version of six, and so many others. <laughs> Is that the so heading? many others? <laughs> and my favorite game outside of like the mainstream ones, Super Adventure Island. Those games are iconic, and so iconic that you can still buy them today, unlike Sega games. <laughs> Look at look at any like you know market today for Super Nintendo games, and it's so much higher than the market for Sega Genesis games. We didn't even talk about the game Flashback, the Quest for Identity. We barely touched on Star Fox, like you said. Uh, just you know, the idea that we're just standing only on Link to the Past is ridiculous. Super Metroid, Super Castlevania Four, Shadow Run, Chrono Trigger. The like we demonstrated last segment that the Super Nintendo game catalog, all you guys could come up with is fast food, Michael Jackson, and soda pop. There's nothing more man. American, nothing more American than what you what you just said. So you should love it of all people. But <laughs> but what I will what I will say and remind the audience at home is, you know, we could just keep rereading the same list of titles over and over and over. <laughs> And, and, and yes, there is absolutely a reason why Super Nintendo games are more valuable. And that's because that was the best that Nintendo had to offer. That was the, the best that had to offer. That was the best that Nintendo had to offer. The, great, had, the greatest had to offer. generation. Yes, it was. It truly was. And so even though every time a new Nintendo console comes out, we get a Mario game, we get a, a Zelda game, we get a, a Mario Kart, like, you can go down the litany of genres and you get a title in those guaranteed. Are they good? No, most of the time they're not, not after Nintendo 64 switch. Some of them have been okay. Some of them have been pretty lame. Uh, but, but generally I think, I think it's important to reiterate the fact that Sega had amazing games. And while people aren't holding onto those games now, because there have been so many great games over time coming out for different consoles that Sega Genesis opened the door for. Nintendo fans can only hold on to the old titles, the old versions of these franchises that exist today, which generally are just not good. I mean, Jeff Budd, the 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 biggest you know Zelda fan in the group, who props Link to the Past up as the best you know Zelda game of all time hates where the properties have gone since then it's been all downhill and he and he abhors the most sure. recent one that's not so, that is not so again, what is on trial here again, tonight again i i think i think we are misrepresenting why the price of these games is so high i think the demand is high for them because people are just bludgeoned with so many bad titles over and over and over in these franchises that the only way to get any enjoyment out of these franchises is to go back 25 years. They don't go years. running back to Sega. Did, did no one, no one actually played breath of the wild, huh? I did. I actually liked it. Yeah, it was amazing. And I just watched it too. I didn't even play it. <laughs> I just watched people play it and it was fucking amazing. 
No, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Breath of the Wild. I'm just I'm just saying like that, you know, the the complaints have been loud from Nintendo fans for for a long you, time. You make sort of our own point though because what Super Nintendo did is it took franchises that needed a revamp from Nintendo to Super Nintendo and it did all that. And it, it, it did. didn't just they didn't just rest on their laurels. They they reinvented genres, mm-hmm. created subgenres, reinvigorated franchises they and did. yes, what's not on trial is and where that they went. Been the last time. That's not the last time they did it. Yeah, but but the topic tonight is Sega versus Super Nintendo, well, and what Super Nintendo did well is all of those things. And I think, and I think it just speaks to the fact that the Sega Genesis games were so good and so outstanding that people took great care of their consoles and their games and are still playing them today. They don't need to go back and rebuy them because they didn't throw them in the trash like they did their Super Nintendo games. Oh, You're right. God. I'm sorry. I'll go. I'll fact, go. And in fact, Sega still continues to have consoles produced by at games so people can continue loving those cartridges and still playing them and and get to enjoy them at home to this day. Nintendo, what, puts things out time and again, but but limits how much they can put them to print and so forth, where Sega continues to produce and ensure the joy goes on for generations. As probably the only one in this room who's been to Japan more than more than two hands can count now they are still making super nintendo games aka super famicom games you can go to akihabara and buy super nintendo games because people are making them for them right now yeah you can also get them for free just by subscribing to nintendo switch online or whatever the service is which is we don't we don't we don't we don't do we don't know anything about that here nintendo (laughs) ninjas are real Mark, do you, do you have do you have anything else you'd like to add to your to your your beaten down little band of rebels? I think just anyone that really thinks the Super NES was the greatest console of all time just because it was the best thing Nintendo's put out, uh, really just has Sega to thank for it because without them putting the pressure in the market for consumers to know that they actually have a choice than just being take what's served up to them by Nintendo, uh, they never would have tried to produce games of such quality and depth that you know you say is in there uh without having that competitor to push them and so sega just revolutionized gaming for us as an entire culture so (laughs) congratulations congratulations you you. martyr The the idea that somehow that Super Nintendo wasn't in development as it was, and then all of a sudden everything changed when Sega came out is is laughable. Well, you have to you have to agree that competition does make does Absolutely. does make things better. No doubt about it. And, and so, look, it was great fun. You can read all about this, and I mean all about this. This is a a book that was amazing, and I think it's going to be developed into like a Netflix series or show or movie or something like that. It's called console wars you should read it um it's tells the tale of uh tom kalinsky who is uh the ceo of sega of america versus nintendo versus sega of japan all three of them were at war at all at all at all times and you should check it out i actually make everybody in tenno who's a who's on salary actually read that thing because into it, it it is so telling of the times and it is so telling on why you motherfuckers are wrong <laughs> well i think anybody listening tonight will probably come away with that <laughs> that opinion you know i don't know i think i think i think the the 
Genesis fans are going to come out in 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 full strength and show. I think they're going to be more mad at you guys than they are at us because all you could come up with is Michael Jackson, Cool Spot, and Ronald that, McDonald. Those are good <laughs> games. They Just because you're looking down from your perch they built are. on the backs of Sega Genesis creators. <laughs> all right. I, and I think it's important to state, like we are coming at this from from the point of view of experience because we've played the games that you mentioned. You haven't played these Sega games. Yes, you yeah, you I did have. play Sonic. You played Sonic. I played Sonic. I played Cool Spot. I didn't play Ronald McDonald's whatever adventure. Yeah. Treasure Girl, I had rich friends. <laughs> but but you I I'm telling I didn't you guys, have any interest in playing I'm, as Ronald McDonald. Sue me. I I'm played Echo guys, the Dolphin. It was just as you, underwhelming as it looked in the store. You I know puzzles not, are complicated, James. They're not really. <laughs> not Echo the Dolphin. It just is a boring game. You're a fucking dolphin stupid i'm not saying that this is going to make you come back and like admit that genesis was better or change kind of like the nostalgia that you have for for your experiences that you had on the console but i do encourage you to go back and play some of those genesis classics because you will appreciate them the jurassic park game amazing like i said and and you know i i think lion king was more similar but like the aladdin game for genesis was again amazing very very difficult I i would argue that those games were more difficult than games are today. I mean, I know people like I, to, I would like I would the prop agree with of that like assessment. Dark Souls and like Escape from Tarkov as these as these incredibly difficult games in their genre. But like Sega and and Super Nintendo for that matter, but but Sega especially had a lot of very 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 difficult games that ki- I don't even know if kids these days could could finish. Uh, I'm totally with you. I would love to play these games. How? So Sega does continue to release. Thank you. I'm Sega out. does continue to release collected editions and things like that. They continue to produce, on what console? Um, different newer generations things. Personally, like the Switch. Personally, I uh, played uh, Shining Force recently. A great RPG, team-based RPG, on uh, my PS3 from a collected condition, a collected edition CD of. Uh, you know, PS3. It, w- it was fantastic. And you can still buy the consoles. Go to any Coles around America, right? And you can find yourself a Sega Genesis to pick up with 65 to 85 pre-installed games that can play cartridges that you find anywhere on eBay, swap meets, and so forth. You can still Yeah, that, those aren't official, man. Those are, those are bootleg. You know, we, we, we got, you know, heated and spirited here, and, you know, we're, we're, we're competitive by nature and everything like that. I mean, I could very easily cut low at John the fact that he is notoriously elitist and hates console gamers anyway, so he really shouldn't be in this debate, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take the high road. Yeah, I mean, admi- uh, admittedly, Genesis was like the last console that i played (laughs) although i did own i did own other consoles like nintendo 64 deserves its own episode entirely absolutely i I do believe that that was the greatest console ever made uh but (laughs) that's another console war for another time but genesis was like the last true console that i put a lot of hours into before i went all in on computer games so it was so good that it drove john away from consoles forever that's awesome (laughs) uh no but i i will i will i will grant you that Golden Axe is a great game. Mortal Kombat, although better in the arcade, the fact that it was on Genesis, very cool. Sonic the Hedgehog, congratulations. Pepsi got a logo and a mascot. But th- that's it. You know, and you know, there were some other good games, some indie developer games, and I do agree with John that maybe I guess the, the best thing that Genesis did was 
sort of exist for a period of time, surprise Nintendo to where they just, you know, just demolished them. Just kept putting out great game after great game, and Genesis couldn't keep up after that that early sort of surprise attack. And then Super Nintendo is like, all right, we're back. We're fine. It's over. Wrap. Done. Yeah, I guess it really comes down to who you want to be as a consumer. If you love oh, just God. being a lemming and following the crowds, Not or if you want to be franchise, more of a free thinker and, and trust smaller businesses and and shopping local and, and upstarts and, and the underdog, I guess you're right. You know, Take it, Dennis. Mark, it's a real mom and pop. Mark, if I can, if I can interject here on that. Are you saying that we should trust the marketing of Sega Genesis and make sure that we go with the cool one and the the one that that corporations are telling us to go for? Yeah, the, the, the mom and pop franchise is open your of mind Nintendo. and think for yourself. Nintendo That's didn't need cool. any of that. Nintendo didn't need but, to have attack ads uh, look, on uh, on. They they Sega made attack anything. ads eventually. They were caught yeah, with their because pants they were bored. They didn't know what to do. They're so family friendly focused. They didn't understand. It was, like this read the book, good, strong were, American marketing. The mom and the pop video game bored. release of McDonald's. Yeah, that was you know, just, just, just a small, <laughs> just a small little burger joint down on the corner, you know, just doing the best that it could, you know. And why they were probably only starting to reach up, their first know? billion by then. Okay? Oh my god. <laughs> Ridiculous. 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 Uh, this has been a lot of fun going round and round with y'all. We will do another console war or two episodes. Look, there's a lot you can do. You know, there's PlayStation, Xbox, N64. There's so many different consoles yeah. and versus. PlayStation we- Xbox is probably, yeah, to I me, mean, harder than NES Genesis, to be, to be uh, honest. I agree, and I think we need to save that one. F- I think we need to save that one until we get closer to the PS5, Xbox, Series X, because that's a conversation that we're just going to be legitimately having as friends. Seglia, you might be the only one who just gets both by default, but the rest of us like, legitimately <laughs> will be having that debate. Yeah, I don't know I if think, I legally can say well, anything we'll, bad we about will, either of those. We will cross that bridge when we come to it, but I, re- I, remember, I remember even in my own household, my brother had an N64, I had a Sony PlayStation. Battle lines were drawn yet again in, inside a single household. We will get into all of that, but this has I, been a I lot also, of fun. Yeah, I also think we need to do a PC versus console episode because while it is cute and quaint that you well, can compare one console to another, the fact that it's PC gaming versus console as a whole. No, thank as you. As a whole? I already know. The, the, as a whole? No, there you go again. <laughs> there you go again that's all he's got it's just john's argument has just consisted of cut lows on me character assassination because right out of the gate you guys just fell face first in the mud but this has been a super and i emphasize super amount of fun uh that is going to do it for us this week here at the best damn nerd show have a great week everybody and remember if you're a nerd always say it loud and say it proud sega Hey everyone, Chris Seglia, CEO of the Tenno Media Network here. Thank you so much for listening to our content, but we need your help. Please rate us five stars, subscribe, and give us a shining review wherever you listen to this podcast. It really, really helps us out. And one more thing, please tell a friend if you can. Tell them Tasty Steve, Hanzo Gonzo, Mark Mann, Rip, Ricky Replay, or someone who everyone loves sent you or something. That might help. Anyway... Again, thank you for listening. And if you want more, make sure to check us out at www.ten.com.
www.10o.gg. www.10o.gg. You're listening to the 10010 Media Network. <laughs>